The show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Electricity here in Columbia. What has been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd in Williams Bryce Stadium is second to none. And the raid breaks out in Columbia. It is good. Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Watch him celebrate now. Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell him you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. Greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama studios and very proudly presented by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Sinorama is the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. And tonight, when you're at Founders Park cheering on the Garnet and Black against Missouri, you'll see their hard work and their very talented work all over the yard, just as you do at Williams Bryce Stadium, Colonial Life Arena and so much more in Columbia and beyond. They'll do work anywhere in the state of South Carolina. You do not have to be in the capital city. Sinorama.com, Gamecock owned and operated, Sinorama in Columbia. If you think you need one in the future, go ahead and store this phone, not only in your brain, but a phone number, not only in your brain, but in your phone, 803-407-9284. They'll wrap your vehicle as well phil monax and me jb here till one o'clock this afternoon it is our last day together phil i shed a tear this morning that's right that we're gonna be joined again by jc on monday and he sad. is alive we <laughs> yeah. did talk to him this morning uh he sent us a message so it's all good it's all good phil uh will also be joined today by Stuart lake as he does on fridays to preview uh, the Gamecocks series, and it's a big one this weekend. Top 25 matchup with Missouri coming to town. They did get uh, some tough news this week, losing one of their better arms who has started one game, come out of the bullpen for five or six more. But he, I think he had like something like 28 strikeouts in 17 or 18 innings. But he won't throw against the Gamecocks. Carolina, of course, will stick with their weekend rotation. So we'll get to all of that. Gigi Jackson this morning officially... I, I guess, uh, declared for the NBA draft. It was one of the more unconventional, no-hype type of announcements I'm pretty sure I've ever seen via Instagram Live. Uh, so we're certainly going to talk about we're trying to We're trying to get John Whittle to pull double duty and, and, and plug himself into our program for a little bit today to kind of go over that and talk a little hoops and that stuff as well. Uh, but that's on the agenda the ladies, they'll tip off tomorrow at 2 o'clock. So you got a great sports day tomorrow for South Carolina, pulling Dawn Staley and the Gamecocks through at 2. 
first pitch game two of this baseball series at four. And uh, we got some football to get to. And in addition, last night was a magical evening in the Sweet 16. Gonzaga and UCLA were absolutely spectacular, but they were not better than Kansas State and Michigan State, which went to overtime and Kansas State prevailed by five with a last second basket that that didn't matter uh florida atlantic phil is off to the elite eight there's a chance that they could get into the final four and the game that i thought would be really good was awful uh yukon uh throttled arkansas 88 to 65 uh, so more on deck tonight but it was a special night of hoops yeah it definitely was some really good games last night and didn't go the way I needed it to for my brackets, but that's all right. It's still, uh, you know, I don't mind seeing Tennessee lose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I thought Arkansas would put up a bigger fight, but my goodness, it was just the threes were raining down from UConn. It was just everything behind the arc seemed to be hitting the bucket. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, it was um, that was an incredible game, man. I was. So I mean, I just kept getting texts, and and the only thing that was being sent back and forth between me and whomever was, "Are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? Are you seeing yeah. this?" I mean, I I honestly think it might be the best game I've ever seen in the NCAA tournament. I mean, I've I've gone back and back it because there was a lot of points. It was pretty well officiated. It was a it was a physical game. It was a clean game. They hit shots. I mean, it was awesome, dude. And yeah. and let this sink in for a second, Phil. Coming from the uh one side of the bracket which would be the east and the in the south combined in the national championship game you're gonna have one of six teams of course you know there's games to be played tonight alabama san diego state creighton princeton fau or kansas state none of them traditional blue bloods in the sport of college basketball. So either way you look at it, any way you look at it, coming from that side of the bracket, there's going to be new flavor, not only in the Final Four, but in the national championship. Yeah, for sure. And then when you look at the seeding, you got one one seed, what, one three seed, and everything else is five or lower. <laughs> yeah. Just like we drew it up. <laughs> Do you have, like... I, I think we talked about this last week. And by the way, today is an unbelievable day in the National Days calendar, which I'll, I'll get to in just a moment. It's an unbelievable day. I mean, it's a great day to celebrate. Um, I think we talked about this last week, Phil. Do, do you want to see – Alabama is the number one seed in the tournament. So do we, do we want to see the number one seed in the tournament in the Final Four? Is that – you generally want to see great basketball in the final four, but I mean, you can make an argument right now that all these teams are playing great basketball. Look yeah. how far they've come. So is that, yeah, I tell you what, it, it, I don't mind not seeing blue bloods there. I don't think the seeding matters. I think it's interesting that you get Alabama as a one, because like you said, they're not a traditional power. So it's going to be interesting if they do make it all the way um, just to have some different names in there. But I mean, golly, what Kansas state, They've made a final four before, you know, under Frank. Uh, trying to think, you know, Creighton, yeah, it's a name you usually hear. Princeton, FAU is the one that really just <laughs> it surprises me. You know, Florida Atlantic, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I And but, I think even, even more so than Princeton because we've, 
excuse me, we've seen Princeton make runs before. They they have mm-hmm. a really good program. Um, I remember when they beat South Carolina last year, I said, you better pay attention yep. to this team. This team's yeah, that's good. Right. <laughs> and nobody wanted to hear it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You still don't lose to teams like that. Well, they beat the hell out of everybody since then. So, I mean, <laughs> look, look what they're doing. Is, is it FAU from that side of the bracket over Creighton and over Princeton because those two do have some basketball tradition? Is it FAU that's become the the the, the Cinderella out of that group? Right. Yeah. yeah, I would say I would say so. I mean, you know, and San Diego State, they you know they're around. I mean, being a West Coast uh, team, I wouldn't call them a power, but uh, you know they make the tournament consistently. And you know, FAU is the one that I mean, they're the up and comer. They they are the quintessential Cinderella. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I I think so. This it's an interesting matchup tonight with Bama and San Diego State because Bama can score and San Diego State plays defense. So somebody's going to win out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that getting Bama in, and I see here in the Nana Sports chat box, Quantrell said, "I do want to see Bama in the Final Four because of Brandon Miller, because it is good to have the stars of the game in the final four. Yeah. And I, and I don't disagree with him there. And, and as you already pointed out, Phil Bama, although the top overall seed, they're not a blue blood in college basketball. So you're, you're killing two birds with one stone there. If you ask me, mm-hmm. if, if you, if you, you know, if you're kind of where I am in this, you, you just get, you just get, um, you know, blue blood fatigue. But on the other side, you know, UConn and Gonzaga all of a sudden looks like an, a, just a really special matchup that's going to be played tomorrow night. And then you got Xavier in Texas and Houston and Miami. So I don't know how this thing's going to play out. But I, I, I do think that it's pretty neat. Uh, and I'm not taking any shots at anybody here. I just think for the sport of basketball, I just think that it's neat to not have North Carolina, Duke, you know, Kentucky, Kansas, Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of the same old, same old. I mean, it's Gonzaga's still in there. And, and although they're a three seed, I mean, they're one of the best programs in the country over the last 15 years. It's neat to see UConn doing it again. Um, you know, look, look what Texas went through this year. You know, Cannon, their coach, that's kind of a forgotten storyline on this. Everything that went, what that happened with Chris Beard. Mm hmm. It's, it's almost like, well, how important are head coaches? Because, I mean, here's Texas, you know, uh, about, to, about to, you know, slide their way into the Elite Eight. We'll, we'll know tonight around midnight. Um, you got Houston Yeah, I wonder what the there. makeup of that team is. It's like, is that, did they add a lot of transfer portal pieces in the offseason? I don't know enough about Texas basketball to know how they've overcome losing their head coach. But, yeah. My gut tells me there's there's a some portal stuff there. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean it's yeah. it's it's essentially a part of every program in some way, shape, mm-hmm. or form now, just by just how much. But to the um in the in the Nanosports chat box, Craig said that five eight point guard is amazing for K State. Yeah, I've I mean, dude, we've we've never seen a I've never seen a stat line like this, not in my lifetime. Uh, and especially on this stage, I mean, he did break the NCAA tournament record for assists in a game last night. He had 19, 18 was the record, and he broke it on that. So was that was that a fake play? Did anybody ever dis- discover what actually happened there? Was he really trying to figure out what his coach was explaining to him, or was that a setup to get everybody to pay attention to him, and then he just threw up that reverse alley-oop dunk? <laughs> 
it worked perfectly. It's just, you know, it's it, the definition of, you know, situational awareness. You have to be aware of what's going on at all times if the ball is live. And <laughs> Michigan State just kind of fell asleep. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, dude, it was uh, like I, I kept watching TV all night trying to, you know, listen to the experts. And, they you know, they seemingly all thought that, that was a kind of a drawn-up, set-up play. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll go with them. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it it was genius. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> well, and it and the the flare at the end with the reverse dunk is what what put the cherry on it. You know, oh, uh, yeah. he didn't just he didn't just slam it home. He caught it and threw it in over his back. Uh, just uh, just amazing. <laughs> Our man Tristan, who owns. A couple of painters. Good morning, everybody. I'm down in North Charleston today. What's the best barbecue place around here? I'm in the Dorchester Road area by Lowe's and Walmart. Well, uh, so he must be doing some painting down here today. A couple of painters at LemmePaintSomething.com. They paint our program, Garnet and Black. And by the way, Tristan, I'm going to be sending you here soon a couple of uh, some business because I need you to quote me on a couple of couple of folks. Um Barbecue on Dorchester Road. I'll have to think about that. But let me throw a curveball at you. Today is National Cheesesteak Day. National Cheesesteak Day. Cheesesteak. All right. National Cheesesteak Day. It is also National Cocktail Day. Oh. It is National Cocktail Day, and it is National Cheesesteak Day. So, so that's two great tastes that go great together there, JB. That's it is. That's what that, that sounds like an evening. It'll take you, take you right into a right into a nap. Um, <laughs> DB's cheesesteaks is my go-to in Charleston. Um, authentic. The cheese is actually not just laid on top of the cheesesteak. It is the cheesesteak. The sandwich itself is made with the cheese, so it's in there. Um. What is my fit? So, would you describe a cocktail as just anything with liquor in it, or does it have to be fancy? Oh, I don't think it has to be fancy. I mean, some of the best cocktails are the simplest ones. Like, I'm a big fan of the old fashioned, right? You know, a little little bourbon, a little simple syrup, dash of bitters, and let's go. (laughs) How about just uh, Buffalo Trace on the rocks with a splash of ginger ale? Is that a is that a cocktail? Oh, yeah. That's a cocktail. Okay. Yeah, you, right. you got to mix anything with a, it. Has to have a mixer. That's what I qualify it as. A cocktail oh, okay. has to have at least one mixer, but it doesn't have to be bougie. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I can't do I, I can't do all that because I my my go to if if we're gonna be you know kind of sipping sipping throughout the some of the afternoon or whatever it is has turned into. Dixie vodka. I love Dixie vodka. And um and it has to be the five calorie cranberry juice. Not fifty calorie, definitely not regular cranberry juice, too much sugar. Has to be the five calorie cranberry juice. With all that said, tonight at Patrick Davis, I'll be <laughs> drinking some of his blackberry whiskey jam because that is sensational as well. So you're yeah. an old fashioned, you're an old fashioned guy. I am. I am. I'm, I'm weird like that. Either that or I, 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 I'm real simple with liquor anymore these days. I like, you know, I typically drink my bourbon neat. That rocks occasionally. And if I do decide to have a cocktail, it's typically an old fashioned. I don't know. So Tristan's getting some help here. Um, yeah, I see that. Yeah, we got some barbecue places. Mad Dog about. 2020. No way. 
No, yeah, so, sorry, dude. <laughs> How old are we brewing? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Uh, takes you so, back to a time and place right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jim and Nick's is out there. Um, when my wife was in medical school, she she worked at Jim and Nick's, so we, we know those guys pretty well. Uh, good, good place to eat, no doubt. Um, Marion, yeah, that's right. Swigging Swine is out there. Swigging Swine's really good. Uh, on the corner of Trolley and Dorchester. Um, so there you go. Couple, couple of, um, and uh, Saunders said he's headed to uh, to DBs. Yeah. So, so we I know those guys really well. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, their original store, Sonder, is uh, in Bethany Beach, Delaware, which is where my 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 wife's family is from. So before Danny opened his location down here, we we knew them. We knew his parents and stuff. And um, they used to do a bunch of stuff with me on ESPN and JB and Goldwater. So, yeah, it is uh, their place. DB's here is really good. If you ever get to Waynesville, North Carolina, all right, ever get to Waynesville, North Carolina, there's a place in downtown Waynesville, which is, you know, your historic downtown Main Street with all the shops on either side, called the Smoky Mountain Sandwich Shop. They have one of the best cheesesteaks I've ever had in my life. It is so good. Oh, nice. Um, and it is so authentic and I'm so happy that there are people like Danny at DB's and them up there and some other people I know that will dispel the rumor that it is not an authentic cheesesteak if it doesn't have cheese whiz on it. That's mm. not true. There's, it's only for, so here's what I've learned. And I think I've actually heard Don Staley mention this before too. There's a section of Philly that uses cheese whiz. That's it. Like, it doesn't mean that that's the only way to do an authentic Philadelphia cheesesteak. So you can use, of course, American cheese or provolone or whatever you're planning to do, but it does not have to have cheese whiz to be an authentic cheesesteak. Yeah, I prefer the provolone as opposed to the whiz. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) And I like mayonnaise on mine. And I like lettuce, and I like tomato. Oh, really? I like um, yeah, chopped up onions. Chopped up onions got to be cooked with the meat, though. Yeah, oh yeah, you got to have the grilled onions on there. Like the provolone, and uh, take mine with some brown mustard. Some brown mustard. I know that's not a very traditional cheesecake, no. but it's delicious. Oh, you put brown mustard on cheesecake as well? Not cheesecake, cheese steak. Well, <laughs> I'd eat brown mustard on cheesecake as well. I love mustard. Oh. I'll put it on anything. I mean, yeah. In fact, you know, maybe I'll try that. <laughs> It'd be a good pairing. You got, you know, that harsh, you know, kind of acidic flavor of the mustard with the smooth sweetness of the cheesecake. All right. Yeah. There we go. All right. There you go. Chef Boyardee Phil is at it again. BRC. That's right. I love, That's right. <laughs> love a good Jack and Coke or a seven and seven. Uh, no question. Jason says white American and provolone combo makes for a great cheesesteak. He also says old fashions are simple yet elite and with different butters and or syrups, you can slightly change them always an easy go to. I'm with you on that one, my man. Yep. All right. So we're late. Let's hit a break. Uh, Stuart Lake is waiting patiently on the other side. We'll get into some Gamecock baseball and find his best cheesesteak place as well right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. 
Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope's State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Ja'Kai Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call, 803-446-4662, to talk about how they can get some more sunshine into your life. And, of course, the first hour of the show is brought to you, as always, by Cindy Searfoss of Colwell Banker Kane Realty here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call at 864-414-5271 for your upstate residential real estate needs. And we're joined now on the McKellar Enterprises (laughs) guest line as we typically are on Fridays by coach Stuart Lake to talk some baseball. How are we doing this morning, coach? Good. Is this, is this sports talk today or uh, did I turn into foodies or us? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the general appeal of the show. Stuart is you never well, know where it's going to go. <laughs> and it is definitely there today. Yeah. I in and got to hear about, um, barbecue and yeah. cheesesteak now i'm starving so thank you well and you got your hat back on this week so the louis ck stuff was <laughs> didn't take well did it well they tried to get me to put it on backwards but i didn't want to go with that look either but it is louis ck i i i watch a little of his stuff so i'm gonna try to go a different direction maybe from there. <laughs> put a little distance in there yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I I hear you, man. Uh, do you have a do you do you like cheesesteaks? Do you have a go to cheesesteak place? You know, it was funny. I used to go to one 
when I was at Charleston Southern and all Phillies, right there was on Dorchester and Ladson and Coach Wilkinson used to take me there, but it just closed. So sitting there like, I don't know where you go now. What did you guys ever figure out? What's the best one in Charleston now? I like DBs in okay. uh, Avondale. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you have to like some restaurants, you know, they're not, they're all right. And then yeah. you, you get surprised here and there. That's my go-to. Anytime I want one, I just go to DBs. But you yeah. know what? I switched to at DBs. I switched to the Buffalo chicken cheese steak for whatever reason. I had tried it once and I couldn't get off of it. So if you're ever down, if you're, whenever you're back down here, if you're in the Avondale area, just pop in over there. It's good. It's really good. All right, cool. Yeah, no, I enjoy them. Obviously, I'm not going to stay away from anything that ends in sandwich. I'm pretty good with <laughs> No, no. And, and apparently our man Craig doesn't stare, uh, stay away from anything that's brown. In his cabinet, he has larceny, <laughs> buffalo trace, weller, blade and bow, four roses, small batch, whistle pig, Elijah Craig, and angel's envy. So, Craig, we'll swing by around five. Right. And, uh, <laughs> we'll and, do uh, a flight with you. <laughs> yeah. I'll do, uh, I'll do a flight with you. That'll be my pregame for Patrick Davis tonight. So we'll be watching Carolina baseball on our phone at, at Patrick's show. I wonder how much an Uber is to North Augusta. <laughs> I don't know. But do you remember the story of the guy that I think it was a guy that got, he, I don't know, he passed out or something. He put the, put the wrong, put the wrong address in Uber and the Uber driver said, well, that's the address he gave me. So he drove him two States in the middle of the night. It was like an 800 and something dollar Uber ride. Did y'all ever see that story a couple years no. ago? No. <laughs> the guy woke up and he was like, why am I in Virginia? And I'm from New York or whatever it was. And like, the address you gave me, man. Like I drove you there. So, hats off to the Uber guy. Yeah um all right coach so here we go round two uh in the in the sec uh by the way in the league this week four rank ranked matchups folks might as well get used to that it's pretty much going to be every weekend that way top five matchup which actually will throw the first pitch is what i've got here at one o'clock uh down in baton rouge I, I guess that's noon their time i don't know if they moved it up for weather i have no idea but Fifth-ranked Arkansas at top-ranked uh, LSU. Tonight, you've got third-ranked Florida at 13th-ranked Ole Miss, a place that Coach Lake knows well. 21st-ranked Texas A&M is at uh, 12th-ranked Tennessee this evening. The Vols, of course, are trying to rebound from what happened last weekend against this team, 22nd-ranked Missouri, who is in Columbia to take on the 11th-ranked South Carolina Gamecocks and what many people outside of our fan base at least sees as kind of a surprise with these two being in the top 25 coach. But yeah. if, if we learned anything last weekend, it's that we didn't really learn anything at all. It's the same old, same old, this is the sec and these things can happen. Yeah. It's amazing. I don't know if you guys watched last night, Georgia had a three run lead in the ninth against Auburn mm -hmm. ended up losing that game. I think oh, they did or 11 in and yeah. So. yeah. Auburn came back. Yeah. yeah. Auburn. Uh, yeah. yeah. Auburn ended up tying it on a throwing error, which would have ended the game, a throwing error, tied it, and then uh, walk off, walk in the, oh. I think it was 11th inning. I think oh. it had gone two extra innings. So Georgia kind of reeling right now. And that's what this league will do to you. I talked to Chris Lamonis this week. Those guys have lost 14 in a row in the conference. I mean, when you go back to last year and then they got swept last week and 
you know, they've still got a tremendous confidence in their team, but it just it beats you down week to week, and you better be ready come Thursday or Friday to to go 10 rounds, 15 rounds again, and that's what this weekend's going to be with this Missouri team. Well, you know, on your note, uh, the, the the Mississippi State note, it's not going to get any easier because they got Vandy in town this weekend yeah. uh, before the Gamecocks make their way there next weekend. So, Carol, Carolina, you know, drops the, the Charlotte game this, this week, uh, Coach Lake. Not really much to get into in that game. It was just, it was just, just wasn't their night. Yeah. There were, there were, let me ask you this. I think, um, I added it up the other day. I think the 49ers threw something like 174 pitches or something in the game. They threw a lot of pitches to only give up two runs, but it seemed to me like 173 of those were sliders and change ups. And yeah, did, did they throw a fastball on Tuesday or, or did I miss that? They didn't throw a lot. You know, the biggest thing I took from this week or that game is Seth Conn was able to still get the tying run to the plate on a night where most people thought the game was over in about seventh inning. Mm -hmm. You know, it it was that I was trying to tell someone that tells you you got a pretty good team when the game, even when you lose and everyone swing away with Cole Messina at the plate, I mean, you have to hit a grand slam, but you have the tying run at the plate in a game where you felt like you weren't in the game from really that third inning on because of that five run inning. So that showed me a lot about their team and this team that offensively you can still scuffle and give yourself a chance to tie or win a game. And that's this weekend, this is two teams. It's going to be kind of cool. I'm going to be there tonight just as a fan. You know, so I get to sit in the booth tonight or in the suite with Coach Tanner tonight. we got to function prior to the game and just watch. But I've also prepped myself in case Derek Scott goes down a little bit, which he's been a little sick, to cover it. And I've watched video this week of Missouri. This is a good Missouri team. And they're a team that feel good right now. They scored five runs against Kansas in the ninth inning on Wednesday to win a game. Mm -hmm. So this is one of those – there's certain times you'd like to play a team and there's certain times you'd rather not. This might be where you're catching Missouri pretty hot right now. I don't know if they'll sustain this through the whole SEC season, but I know right now they're coming in here probably as confident as they have in a long time. So I I want to I want to get more into your scouting report on the Tigers because it is a team that is coach generally uh, forgotten about when you talk about SEC baseball. There's so many traditional powers in this league, as we know, including yeah. the Gamecocks. And it's like this team, they, they, you know, they haven't done much in recent years. Before I get into that, though, I, I got to ask you, what is it like to sit and watch a game with Coach Tanner? I mean, what, is, what does he talk about? Is he, is he calling pitches? Is he calling? What's he doing up there? It's, it's actually really fun. You know, in a dugout with Coach Tanner and sitting in a suite with Coach Tanner are two completely different things. And what I mean by that is in the dugout, he allowed you to coach. He coached. You really didn't cross much. I did outfielders. He did infielders. Coach Tolman had the scouting report behind us to kind of help us, and Coach Myers called pitches. But upstairs, he's breaking down. It's awesome, to be honest with you. And because he sees things that very few baseball people will see. He'll be – elbow and you're going he needs to get a bigger lead you know at first he's no way he can score from second with that secondary there's have you noticed their right fielder he didn't throw an infield outfield and he really isn't throwing much between innings you got to run on this guy it's just things that 
you know, a little thing I learned from him, if the catcher drops the ball a lot between innings and never gets off a real catch and throw to second, he's not a great thrower. And it's just so amazing if you'll start paying attention how many catchers who aren't great throwers will drop the ball between innings or they'll do something casual so they can just throw it down to second and hope you don't notice. And it's just those little things. I look forward to sitting with him. And, you know, he'll always tell me when I go, dude, you need to coach again. I'm too old. No, you're not. You're still seeing things that, honestly, most people don't even know to look for. So they're not not seeing them. They don't even know they're supposed to be looking for them to begin with. You know, he'll. it's just really cool. So I'm excited to get to sit with him tonight. I'd like to see him go out and coach like a 12U all-star team. Well, he you know? claims he's going to be – like you always pick on me. If I ever coach again, I'll be your volunteer. And that's a no, no shot. No shot. You'll be done told me everything I'm doing wrong so fast. No way. But yeah, he would be a he would be hard watching do a 12 U. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be a blast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. We could we could probably do this all day uh, with, yeah. with Coach Tanner. What we'll do next time we're gonna have fun with Coach Tanner um is uh have a bunch of you know, like the smokes and stuff of the world. We'll have guys who he, you know, like a Justin, that yeah. stat, statue to player, and then a guy like, I don't know, like one of my roommates, J-Rad, who he pretty much told him, I'll kick my own ass for recruiting you to South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll get both of the spectrum. It's not your fault that you struck out on three pitches that didn't even make it to the plate. It's my yeah. fault. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a uh, – he could have some subtle – compliments we'll call them to hitters and players at times for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he is he is one of the best all right so to to missouri though um yeah so you've already i mean we we know obviously last weekend there well everything was good for them i mean look how good the vols staff was walking into the weekend one of the best in the country and missouri had no problems i think they put 22 23 runs on the board so do you, do you know what type of offensive team they really are well, first of all, Missouri is the worst place in this league to play. When you get your conference schedule, there's certain places you don't want to go because it's really hard to play there. I I loved going to LSU, but I hated playing there because it's just nine innings constant. It's exhausting. You're just exhausted, just like Starkville. You're just exhausted when the game's over, whether you've won or lost. So when you see those on your schedule, you're like, oh. And then when you see Missouri and Arkansas, Arkansas is because you know it's going to snow or sleet or be freezing, and you're going to have 20,000 people screaming at you, basically, from the time you get there to the time you leave. Then Missouri is just miserable. I, I mean, they've got a turf infield, and they don't wow. overseed their outfield, so it's like dead brown grass. And the weather's always bad. It's an aluminum stadium so i mean there's no real chair backs they've kind of thrown some in and then 2006 we go there and they got this little right-hander named matt sure uh what's scherzer's first name's pitching for him yeah. so i mean that's who was playing the original you know and run into that guy and you're going holy cow that's when they were in the big 12 so i always like when missouri came here so i do feel like south carolina i'd rather be playing them here the way missouri's playing than be playing them where tennessee did last week at missouri I just think they have a tremendous home field advantage when you play them there. I, they've put a lot of guys 
in the big leagues that you'd yeah. be surprised about. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to, I meant to actually Google some of that before today, because as I mentioned a little, I don't mean this disrespectfully at all towards Missouri or anything like that, but they just, um, you know, they're often forgotten about in the sec yeah. and, and it did, did Mark Burley pitch there too? Do you know? I'm not sure. We definitely can Google. See, but uh, they, I need they to had great players and that Kansas yeah. City area, just all out through there, great high school baseball players. Yeah. Junior college is still a big deal, so they get it. And now with the portal, what Missouri's got that can get kids is they got SEC beside their name. So they're getting kids through that portal that are coming from the West Coast that want to play in the SEC. So they're a team, but – you ask me offensively, I mean, they're hitting 300 as a team. Mm-hmm. And, and as I looked through, I had the stats today as I was kind of looking, I mean, they've hit 29 home runs. You know, when you start to compare to how we know what we've hit, they're really not a team that should just overwhelm us. I mean, they're one guy that got Hank Zester's got nine home runs. So, I mean, he's going to be the guy, you know, as they hit him kind of in the middle of their order. But what they did to Tennessee is just not let them score. I mean, they beat them that first game nine to one with tonight's starter. And, you know, Chandler Murphy is a righty. He went six and then they went to the bullpen for three. So, I mean, they're, they're going to run some dudes out there um, that I think are going to make it one of those weekends that when you're done, you go, dang, you know, now we get to go on the road to start. So it never ends in this league. I don't care how bad Mississippi State's playing. Next weekend in Starkville, we're going to be sitting here on Friday saying how hard that's going to be right. because it will be. But this Missouri team, I do think are going to – they're going to come in here with some guys that are going to grab our attention. Yeah, you almost hope that um, Mississippi State could snag a couple from Vandy this weekend and yeah. kind of straighten it back out. You really don't want to see them desperate in Starkville next weekend. Um, also want to make sure we point out, too, that to open the season in the college baseball showdown down in Arlington, Missouri did take down both Texas and TCU. So they've got some tremendous wins under their belt this weekend. Yeah. Of course, nothing better than what they did last week against uh, against the Vols. As it pertains to the Gamecocks, Coach, I, we haven't spoken to you since Carolina uh, went down to Athens last weekend and, and swept Georgia. And it, it really was – I mean, you could, you can't – you cannot – it is impossible to draw up a, a better opening weekend than what happened with South Carolina – yeah, you had two 10 run rules, but then you also had the magic of game one where we mentioned Coach Tanner earlier, and uh, and it was very Ray Tanner-esque uh, for you know Coach Kingston to go to the bench, a guy that he's been seeing continuing to improve, uh, at least in practice, the, the things that we don't get to see. He plugs him in the game. He takes a one-two pitch down the right field line, and Michael Braswell, and they get the lead, and they hold on and win the game. So they, they won it in a couple of different – forms last weekend but ultimately they swept i i mean when you sweep a series to open sec play how much pressure does that take off of you as a program or 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 does it do the players even acknowledge anything like that no you do and you know a couple things one i'm sitting there last night with my son georgia is one out two outs i guess you could say they've had two outs both times of being two and two in this league I mean, you think about it, they're down to two outs when Brazel gets his hit. Last night, they're two outs away, up a run or two, and they don't. So that's when it mentally starts to add up against them. But, you know, 
we're also we're riding. We were at USC Sumter watching a game last Saturday, and I get in the truck, and the first thing I hear is uh, Lee Croy get hit by a pitch. So I look at my son and I said, "Uh oh, tough start for Georgia." Because anytime you can start that rally with a walk or a hit by pitch, you just feel, hey, we got a chance. And then as Braswell gets the pinch hit, I said to him, and I'll share this with you because Billy Anderson, the strength coach, shared with me, Michael has been an incredible teammate throughout this first 21 games of the season. It's real easy for him to have, A, just said, screw this, I'm going to go in the portal, or be a real just bummer kind of energy vampire in the locker room. Hadn't been either one of those from everything everybody's telling me. So I looked at Hayden and I said, I believe in karma. I believe in baseball gods. This kid, if he's been doing everything Billy said is due, because that's what being a teammate is, is just, you don't get to be the star all the time. And he was a star last year. And this year he's just hasn't had that opportunity. So to see that come through for him, my son just kind of started laughing and he goes, how'd you know that was going to happen? I said, I didn't know it was going to happen, but I'm telling you, if you're that kind of teammate, more good things happen than bad. So that's why I was, then he went out and made that play in the bottom of the ninth. The backhand down the line was, that certainly was no easy play. So, but where you leave Georgia three and oh, you just feel like you now got one in the bank for if you drop one later on, you didn't go in there thinking sweet. You went in there wanting to win a series. And if you lost that first game, then you were thinking about win one. Get out of here one and two. We go home, go two and one, we're 500. When you can walk away opening weekend three and oh, you just feel like you got a little extra money in your account. Because somewhere down the line, you're going to get bit in the SEC game just like Georgia has. It's just too good of teams in it not to. So you just got that one little extra one that you feel like can carry you when you need it. I was going to say, you said money in the account, Coach. Uh, you know, the the whole beginning of this season seems like just, you know, putting in deposits, you know, to recall later. Can that work against you? Well, you know, it can. And now here's where it can. Offensively, I, I told Monty earlier, man, keep getting those big innings, those 12, 15, 16 hit games, because you're going to have two hit games somewhere in this league. Yeah. Where it can work against you is – Right now, this is the first time they're having to really come back from a game they thought they should win. You can't say the Clemson game on that Friday night, you just thought you'd win. It's Carolina Clemson. They responded the next day in a huge way with the late rally. I'm curious today to see the energy. Did that put a chink a little bit in your confidence armor? Because they went up there against a Charlotte team that hasn't been playing great. I mean, they have, you know, they were under 500 and you kind of, roll into Charlotte and you're going to have more Gamecock fans than Charlotte fans. And you kind of leave there with your tail a little bit between your leg because six, two, you know, and you're really only rallied there at the end. So I just, I'm interested today to see, you know, we use that word confidence swagger. I want to see who's got the most. Cause I'm telling you, Missouri's coming in here with probably the most confidence they've had in a long time going on the road early in the SEC. You know, we, we talked to Wingo earlier this week, and I and I asked him this question a little bit differently. But I, but I'll ask you as a as a head coach, um, what is it that they they've lost two games this year, and we have seen you know the good teams they do bounce back. The the good teams don't allow that loss to turn into two and two to turn into three and so on and so forth. So what is it that that 
what is the magic potion that prevents that from happening? Leadership of your players. We as coaches love to be important. We love to give great talks. <laughs> but tonight's going to be about the players. I, I feel this is going to be a Will Sanders night. It's finally going to be hot. He's finally going to be sweating. And I do believe he's a better warm weather pitcher than what he's been able to pitch. It hasn't been miserably cold either, but it hasn't been a sweaty game to where when you're really trying to get that grip, I see tonight being a big changeup night for him. You know, a night where the fastball is good because you're warm, but that changeup, he's really the big hand pitcher sweating tonight. I really feel that changeup is going to be his pitch tonight. I look for a great start out of Will. But it's about the players. I mean, they, they know what to do. I mean, the lineup, he can tinker with it a little bit, but you know who your guys are. You I mean, you need your guys to, to do what you do. But I think tonight, this is a Will Sanders night. I think if you can come out and have the kind of start that I expect him to have on his first warm, I mean, it's short sleeve. It's, it's warm weather up here in Columbia right now. You know, walking around outside, it's already in the early, you know, low 80s. So it's going to be cool. And place is going to be sold out. I mean, over here in the Gamecock Club, I got people calling now trying to get tickets, you know, and it's going to be a great atmosphere tonight. So I think that's going to that's going to serve a big a purpose for the Gamecocks tonight. Coach, we've talked about over the last few weeks, we've talked about pretty much every player that's that's played for South Carolina. Um, one that and I'm not speaking for anybody else. I'm speaking for myself and, and I need to be better about this because I was a catcher that I don't feel like has been talked about enough is Cole Messina, um, at least on our program. I, I go back to – I'm going to – I'll take us back 20, uh, 27 years, I guess, is when it pretty much started. And I think about the traditional power-hitting catchers who also could catch for South Carolina, guys named Ryan Bordenick and Brandon Pack. Uh, and then, you know, Tim Whitaker had a great year. And and then, of course, that rolls into LP. You know, those guys, as we know, hammered it. I don't know that I ever actually saw a catcher hit better than Ryan Bordenick. Um, mm -hmm. And then – but then behind the plate, whoever was on the mound, they knew – those they got it. You know, yeah. I, I trust everything they do. Any sign they put down, anything they tell me. Kip has said this numerous times. He, he knew when Brandon Pack walked out to talk to him, he needed to listen. And he was the Golden Spikes Award winner. Um, I'm not comparing Cole Messina to those guys. We are three games into the SEC season. I'm comparing Cole Messina to Cole Messina and how far he's come in one year and what he has meant to this team, not just in from a production standpoint and a defensive standpoint, but it appears to me from a leadership standpoint as well. And that's very important to have your catcher be a leader. No, no question. But can I give you a Brandon Pack story before oh, we get into that? All day. Please. So yeah. 2000, whatever year he came here, that summer, Coach Tolman called me and said, hey, you got to go pick Pack up. He's coming in from California. I said, okay, what time's he fly in? He goes, he's not flying in. He, he said he's, he's busing in. I don't even know where a bus comes into Columbia. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, he's, on, he's coming in on a Greyhound. Brandon Pack took a Greyhound from California to Columbia, <laughs> stepped off the Greyhound. I was there. It looked like George Strait video. He had this big bag on his shoulder and had his catching gear bag. It had taken him three days, 
straight through on buses to get here. Wow. <laughs> so when he gets here, I get into his, uh, I think, apartment. I call Coach Tanner. And Coach Tanner, we had never seen Brandon Pack, me and Coach Tanner. Tolman had recruited him. He didn't come on an official visit. He just signed. So Coach Tanner calls me and goes, hey, what's Pack look like? And I said, he looks about 6'4". I said, and he looks like he's a dude. And he goes, you can tell all that picking him up? I said, Coach, the guy just got off a bus with a bag on his shoulder, a catcher's bag, and I left this one out, which is great, and a boom box. I said, if this ain't a dude, I've never seen a dude. <laughs> and we all laughed because he brought everything he had with him on the old Greyhound. He had changed off. You know, I think he's from Utah, actually, originally. And But what he brought is what Cole Messina's brought so far to this team, a dude that showed up every day. You know, here he is. He catches game one at Georgia last week. Cassis gets the game off the DH. He plays first. Yep. You know, it's just a guy that, you know, I've known Cole since he was a little kid, obviously, in Somerville. It's a guy, and I've said this many times to King when I was here, when you find guys that love South Carolina baseball, they don't worry about themselves. Right. And Cole Messina shows me a guy that loves being a Gamecock. And then he worries about himself. He don't worry about himself than the Gamecocks. And that's what, when you just named Tim Whitaker, Landon Powell, Brian Ball, all those dudes, they wanted to be Gamecocks, then became stars. They had they didn't come here to be stars who happened to be Gamecocks. And that's what I see Cole Messina having the opportunity to be. His power numbers right now are outstanding. He's hitting yeah. 350 with nine jacks and 30. I mean, he's had a season. See, I mean, he could yes. he could if he really to your point, if he cared just enough about himself, he could hang it up right now and say, Well, hell, I yeah. had 350 last year with nine jacks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's why when he came up to the plate on Tuesday, I was yeah. like, Hell, we're in this thing. <laughs> See, how I, many- <laughs> I honestly felt he was about to either get a hit or a home run. I was shocked when you know, and the guy, don't forget, they made a hell of a play to end that game because mm-hmm. the shortstop short hopped the first baseman. Yeah. And that guy picked it out and made a nice play to end that game. So that's what I mean. When you can still feel like you're got a chance to tie or win games that you really probably didn't, that's when you know you got a pretty good team. Um, since we've already blown through our break here, Phil, coach, do you have about three or four minutes left? Are you okay on time? Yep, okay. Yeah. Yep. We've already blown through the break, so we'll make it up an hour or two, but, um, you know, I, I, staying on that same topic, you know, a guy like James Hicks is, is another really interesting dude because, um, we mentioned, we talked to Drew the other day and mentioned this to Drew. I'm uh, again, I'm not comparing these guys side by side and and how they do things or anything like that I'm, I'm comparing them in value and I mentioned the name Scott Barber because you know we would see Scott sometimes close out a game on Friday and he turn around throw seven innings on Sunday which you don't do anymore uh and at the end of the year he had like a two six ERA with 12 saves and seven wins or something ridiculous I mean it was, it was you know and so I'm I'm not saying that that's James Hicks's role, but I'm saying it seems like James Hicks's role is whatever they need it to be, and he seemingly is a guy who can handle all of those roles. That that's that's rare, isn't it? It is. It is rare, and I think a great comparison with Barber. Very just quiet guys. You'll see, you know, maybe a fist pump, but you don't see much out of Hicks, mm-hmm. you know, until it's yeah. over. But I think they set it up clear for us with Jerzenbeck starting. 
Charlotte, he ain't coming out of bullpen tonight in that ninth inning. It's going to be Hicks coming out in that. I wouldn't be shocked if it ain't the seventh inning. Right. You know, if Sanders is giving you six and you can bring him in. And that's also what Barber did. He got old school saves back in those days. He'd get eight, nine outs, you know, at times. And and you're right. Then he would just, you know, run a lot on Saturday and say he was ready to start on Sunday. And and that's what I think. I know you're very careful with Hicks because of the arm injury last year. But I don't think that arm injury's got any effect at all on him. I think he's just kind of – he's putting new tires on the car, if you will, with that surgery and probably feeling stronger. Usually, as you know, an arm injury doesn't happen on one pitch. It was probably a case of over, you know, high school, in the junior college, and then it does happen on that pitch. But he just seems really strong to me. And I would think tonight, boy, if Will Sanders could get you into the seventh, I'm, I'm not shocked at all to see Hicks come running out of bullpen and try to close it from there on out. Well, I, I think that'd be a dream scenario for for Coach Kingston yep. if that happened to get off to a one zero start. All right, so Caleb Denny, um, you know, watching him, I, I I was up there for the pin series, Coach. Well, you know that, and and I was down. I think game one, uh, down talking to to Scotty before the game, Scott Wingo, and Monty, and I looked at those guys just watching him take BP, and I said, man, he looks like a professional hitter. Not that I'm a scout, but, you know, we've been around enough baseball a long time to know what somebody who knows how to hit looks like. Yep. And just just the way that he stepped into the box, his purity, um, he saw it well. They, he had slid into that leadoff role, and that really seemed to kind of throw him off off balance a little bit. And it just yep. seems like he's been trying to kind of recover ever since then. He did get that big bunt last weekend. I thought maybe that will get him going. I think he nubbed another one out there. Um, but your evaluation of what you've seen from him maybe the last couple of weeks because – they're going to need him. They, they have to have this kid hit this season in order to really truly get where they want to go and achieve what they want to achieve. It's only a matter of time before he busts back out. But how would you evaluate what you've seen and where he is today entering the, the second weekend? No, I'm with you. I think I did 13 of the first 14 games, either on radio or TV. And I said this comparison a bunch, especially to Tommy on the radio. It's almost a Paul O'Neill type swing. And, and we all remember yeah. him, just that simple. And usually guys that are that simple don't go into funks like Denny has gone into. But I'm with you, and, and I really believe in the psychological part. He changed when he went from three-hole to leadoff. Mm -hmm. And I don't care how much we tell a hitter it don't matter. We've talked about it on here. It still matters. We're still that little seven-year-old kid that remembers going, you're leading off, you're hitting fourth, or you're hitting ninth. Yeah. And that mentality never leaves us as hitters. I would love to see, and it's easy for me to say sitting at a desk and not in the dugout, I'd love to see him thrown right back in that three-hole. Mm -hmm. You go, come on, Stu, the guy's like three for his last 35. Well, you know what? I'm not worried about what he's done. I know what's there. I would love to see him get put back there and just see his confidence again go, they still believe in me. Because when you stick him back in that eight, nine hole. And I can tell you this from pitching coaches, Jerry Myers, you know, Skylar Mead, you can bat him wherever you want. They still are going to pitch him the same way. So he's not getting better pitches hitting eighth and compared to hitting third, they're still going to throw him what the scouting reports have said have gotten him out. All I see wrong with Denny is right here. 
Yeah. I see him lose a lot of his confidence because if you'd have made me through 10 games and 15 games circle their best hitter, he'd have been the guy I circle. I just think he was a guy that was – he was getting all the big two-out hits. He was getting some power when they needed it. And he was making Cassis, Messina, and Wimmer get just – he was driving in those runs. I'd love to see him maybe not in a three-hole, but I'd throw that sucker in the fifth hole, five, and just say, dude, I still trust you. Go go get six RBIs this weekend, and I could care less how many hits you get. Go get six RBIs, get on base five times, and let's see how the weekend goes. Boy, I, I think he's got it in him. Once he gets going again, I'm not that this lineup isn't dangerous now, but oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, he gets he gets going again. Woo! Uh, yeah. Maybe it'll be tonight. He'll he'll hit one off the building on the other side of Ray Tanner way out of right field, and and uh, make sure make some make somebody fire an insurance claim on that uh, yeah. on that metal <laughs> out there, and maybe that maybe that'll get him going. All right, so we'll leave you with this. I've been asking for three years. I don't know who else to ask. I sent this to Eric Nichols. Uh, never, nothing ever happened. Um, I don't think I wanted to bother Coach Tanner with it because, I mean, Coach, you know, he's got so many issues. Is the grass cut, you know, all those things that he has to worry about that people can Yeah, but he about. got a raise now this week, so don't forget. So maybe we can put a little more on his plate. We could put a little more on play. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you're right. All right. So, and I, we mentioned this to Coach Kingston uh, maybe a year ago, and he said, I like that idea. Yeah. What, what will it take to get a replica of the Sarge built somewhere on the grounds of Founders Park? You, you're you setting me up for this, I think. Yeah. Because I, I already have got the spot for it. I, what I want to do is, if you've noticed now at the stadium, they've cleared off. The university just bought the land beside Founders Park. Mm -hmm. That was not our property up until this summer. So they've cleared it off. If you come to a game now, you can go back and look behind on plate. There's cars parking and what's now a dirt parking lot. I want to build right there a replica like they've done at Omaha of Rosenblatt, turf it, make it a small Sarge Fry, do just like Westcott as the buildings and make it a tailgate area. Kids could play wiffle ball. Oh, just yeah. have all of us that remember Sarge Fry because people still don't remember there was a Sarge Fry. Yeah. I mean, Sarge was one of the greatest human beings I ever met in my life. And I want to have stuff. So I have, of all my ideas, this is how my ideas usually go with Coach Tanner. I tell my idea, he looks down the ground and goes, that's a bad idea. That's usually how my ideas go. I gave him this idea about three months ago, and he looked at me and goes, that's actually a really good idea. Okay. So okay. it is a case that it's talked about. Let's it's gonna be a like Omaha's done. If you ever go online and look what they did with Rosenblatt, it's still a little league sized, like a miracle league sized field right beside the zoo. You can go get pictures. They've got a few bleachers, some chairs that were left. That's what I want to do right beside founders and have our little Sarge Fry where you can go there pregame. In the summer at camp, you got another little field for kids to play on. Yeah, I don't want to lose that history of Carolina baseball. And at times, I feel like we forget our try. <laughs> and we forget what happened in that stadium because national championships and so many great things have happened in Founders Park. But you don't get to Founders Park without Sarge Fry. And that's where I always say, let's don't forget Sarge Fry. 
and let's get that little replica feel right beside. I think it'd be awesome place on game days. You just tell me where to That's sign. Awesome. Tell, yeah. tell us what to do and how to figure out how to do this. Yeah. Uh, who, who do who, do we need to get smoke on the line? Does he need to donate some money? I know where he yeah. lives. Um, you know, have a little museum out there when you walk oh, in. Yeah. You hear some of the great calls, the Miami Miracle, and all kinds of things yeah. going on. Um, I'm with you. Let's do it. I, I was, you're, you're, so I don't need to say another word about this because you're, you're way, you're way in front of me. I, I had just thought, you know, just do something somewhere on the concourse, but you're, you're talking, you're, that's why they, I, want, the I want it to be like that's you right. said, I want to have the wall. I've already talked to some advertisers that said, heck yeah, we'd have our little advertising wall. You remember I saw tribe, we had advertising on the wall. It wasn't just a wall. Yep. And I've already had people that, you let us know and we want on that wall. So I just, it's a process. Everything is, but again, it passed stage one. Stage one was not getting, that's a dumb idea. I made it past. That's a dumb idea into pretty good idea. So I feel excited that I'm in the, that's a pretty good idea phase right now. Now I'm trying to really get some numbers and, and that'll be something tonight. Believe me, I'm going to bring it up tonight. When Coach Tanner and I are sitting in that suite going, man, you know, had some more people say good idea with our Sarge Fry right beside the stadium. So you tell guys got to back me on this. Yeah, tell him. I mean, it, it, it. I mean, you know everybody. So you round up the, the Sarge Fry crew, anybody that played there for yeah. 40 years, basically. <laughs> you know how much support you'll get. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm with you. I think that is a fantastic idea. And, just put a little railroad track behind the right field wall and you'll be, you'll be set. Absolutely. Everything. everything and make sure that that, when you touch that outfield wall, that the whole state can hear it. Yep. Yeah. I want to better run into that wall and I can't wait to stand out there when it's 110 degrees and, and I like we did when we were playing those regionals back in the day. Oh man. That, that, that was, um, you know, again, we've just we just, here we are, Phil, blowing through everything. But I, I I agree with you because it um it it felt like home. It yep. felt like home when you walked in there. It felt like home, and you were always, whether you were a fan or a player or a family member, uh, you were treated like you were at home. It was yep. very homey, and um, yes. and people didn't like play, having to play there, and that's no. what made it great. No, absolutely. I had to come back as Ole Miss and. It was not fun coming back there. And I realized at that point why I wanted to be back one day yeah. is because of what it is in our fans. And I hope tonight for these guys, they start to feel that environment here because I think that we've got some great series, got Missouri, then you got uh, LSU coming yeah. in in two weeks, and then you got Florida coming in. And if you ever got a chance to get out the founders and get into it, you're going to have it this year. No kidding, man. What a schedule. Unbelievable. Well, hey, look, man, um, we'll have JC put your check in the mail for your overtime. Yeah. And uh, really, really do. If I mean, you could win 10 grand if you were in our um, in our March Madness bracket. JC's going to pay somebody a $10,000 bill, whoever yeah. wins this thing. But I think um, I'd get fired also, though, because of the NCAA rules. So I just stayed out of that bracket altogether. <laughs> So, so Coach Tanner, that wasn't a good idea. That was, yeah, that, that was, that was not a good idea. A terrible idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> old, old stage one, Ray. Right yeah. back to stage one. 
goodness. Hey, pulling through tonight, man. Uh, really, 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 really appreciate it. And I'm serious about that. Um, if, if this thing keeps moving it, itself forward, please let us know what we can do. We're, we're willing to help. Anything we can do. That I think it's awesome. Absolutely. And I think it will. I know it's a process. And again, I make jokes, but this is something we got a tremendous history in this baseball program. And we've kind of for years tried to figure out how to do a Yankees version of their memorials. This might be exactly what we could do to just always know who was who, you know, with the people that we've had coaches and players in this program. So I'm not going to let it go away. I can promise you that. Okay. Well, we're on board coach. Thank you. And, uh, We'll talk to you next week when they're 6-0 and in SEC play. That's Absolutely. Right. Well, go have a good cheesesteak. Have a good weekend. <laughs> you got it. Thank you, man. That's all right. There you Thanks, go. Man. Bye, y'all. Uh, Stuart Lake is uh, fantastic, uh, and I am so glad I brought that up because uh, yeah, there, there are definitely smarter people in the world than I am. He is one of them, and he's on top of it. Yeah. All right, Bill. We'll get all the breaks in. I like we're on real radio, so there's no hard network outs or anything like that. We don't have news at the top of the hour that we just missed. Oh, we missed missed the weather report. (laughs) We're going to get one of those Spanish weather girls. We'll never miss that break. That's exactly what. Yeah, you want to keep y'all on schedule. I know how to do that. Yeah. All right, let's hit a break. We'll be right back. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hot skillet with a little oil. Welcome back, everybody. Second hour of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. 
It's brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with John Barber and his team down there. Set up a no-obligation consultation about turning your backyard into an outdoor retreat. Another awesome interview with Coach Lake. I'm so glad he's going to be here on Fridays to preview. He's so fun to talk to. We just need to just clear an hour for him if he's willing to. I know, right? I mean, (laughs) it's hard to, and and I apologize too, because for those that just don't love baseball the way we do, um, it's hard for me to not want to just continue to do it, to talk yeah. baseball with him, especially somebody that, you know, ha- has the historical book of Gamecock baseball. And for that matter, the state of South Carolina, because he's coached everywhere in South Carolina. You know, obviously he's coached at Ole Miss too, but he knows the Citadels program and Charleston Southern's program and CFC's program inside and out. He knows everybody, not just college coaches, but high school coaches and travel coaches. And there are some guys in this world who are just baseball dudes. They're just like he mentioned the baseball guys. We only say that if you're a baseball guy. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're not a baseball guy, you probably don't believe in the baseball guys. But I'll tell all of you, they do exist. They are there. And yeah, if you play the game, you know that because they will reward you and they will punish you. And when they punish you, it hurts like none other. Um, but um, I and I'm I, I don't I'm going to continue to just bug him on that little nugget that he dropped there because yeah that's I mean, something you don't want to see die you know especially if they've now no. cleared out some land <laughs> well and that where he's talking i'm pretty sure where he's talking about is where where you media parks now like i parked down there whenever that was a couple weeks ago and didn't even realize that it was cleared out. is that the is that the area he's talking about i'll have to confirm it but I think the area he's talking about is back where the media, where they've got the media parking right now. Um, but I mean, you've heard me say that I've said it a lot. I'm like, I think there needs to be some type of replica of the Sarge. But I always thought, like, within the grounds of Founders Park, mm-hmm. well, he's, that's why they pay Stuart like the big bucks because he thinks about the things that you know they can actually make it happen like that. I it would it would be really really neat. Um, I've thought too for a while, and for for all you Gamecock football fans, Phil, I've thought, and I mentioned this to Eric Nichols one time. I said, "Why don't y'all put railroad arms up on Bluff Road, like with like the lights that blink above it and stuff?" And mm-hmm. when you have the Gamecock walk crossing Bluff Road from Gamecock Park, instead of having cops out there to line the streets, drop the railroad arms with the yeah. garnet and black lights you know, on top, you know, play in 2001 or whatever you wanted to play while they cross the street. Why not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. With LED technology too, you could really make that really neat. Yeah. And he, he mentioned to me, Oh, we got a lot of other things going on, which I get it. And I know that and they do. I mean, they have this $6 billion project on the table right now. You know, I'm sure if I sent coach Tanner a text and said, Hey coach, uh, did Eric ever pass along the railroad arm idea to you? (laughs) <laughs> I might get the I might get the Stuart Lake response. Yeah. <laughs> or or worse. Or worse. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he may not it's make not it so fault. uh yeah, simple. It's not your fault. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, you get that old school Ray. You get uh, uh, <laughs> you I'll get never coach Tanner. You won't get, you know, oh, A D yeah. Ray. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget I will never forget. I'll never forget that moment when J Rat was like, um, 
yeah so i don't know if i'm going to be playing here anymore i was like <laughs> what he's like yeah well you know uh, when i struck out against auburn i said yeah well and to his look to coach tanner's credit he did pinch it j-rat he looked at two strikes right down the middle i mean right down the middle we used to call it right down the d you can figure out the other three letters and then they threw him an 0-2 breaking ball that bounced essentially as it landed in the dirt. Like, it barely got out of the grass and into there. It was probably six feet in front of home plate. And he swung the bat and, and struck out. So, you know, to Coach Tanner's credit, you know, when, when – he, so, yeah, anyways, I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, after I struck out, you know, Coach said, what my fault? And I said – well, his fault. Who do you mean? What was he getting at? And he said, he "said it was his fault because he recruited me here." <laughs> he said, "I don't think my playing days are over, man." Like, tried to... oh, yeah, yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> was that his last at bat? God, I, it might have been. It uh, might have been. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. Um, well, he, he, so he, you know, he did stay around, but he ended up getting hurt. And then transferred to East Carolina and then got hurt again on a botched hand surgery. Ooh. Um, yeah, that stinks. Yeah. Yeah, to Bill's credit, uh, he said, JB, you just jinxed us saying 6-0. and You said last week the Gamecocks were running into an ambush and they came out 3-0. and You're right. And I, I, meant, I mentioned that on Monday. I said I thought that they would run into a little bit of an ambush, which I was right until Michael Braswell stepped to the plate. Yeah. Uh, and uh, And luckily, he changed all that. So – um yeah i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i'm with you carolina gets swept this weekend by missouri that's right yeah. they walk in they walk the dog right across they, the dog pees on the mound carolina loses by 20 runs tonight and then we'll wake up on monday and hopefully they'll have won at least two but i'm with you whatever, whatever it takes i don't care i don't have to be right carolina no. gets swept i said it front page news it's going that's to right. Well, we're, someone's going to hail me, hail McGranahan me. JB said Dante <laughs> Reno is the top 100 player. Well, there you go. Yeah, post that to the big spur message boards. Yeah, yeah. get that out there. <laughs> I got news for you. Carolina's getting swept this weekend. Now, if they really get swept, I will be sick on Monday. Just kind of a heads up. But see, now you can't be wrong. You've said both. Yeah, I've said both. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it all works out. It will be fine. It will be fine. Uh, it is absolutely, I, I don't know where any of you are. Um, uh, but, I, I hope you're, well, we know where some of you are. Cause you tell us, I know Tristan's in the low country painting somewhere in North Charleston, but it doesn't matter in the state of South Carolina, where you are, you can always purchase a bike from electric bikes of Charleston and look at the weather. Oh my, it is finally beautiful. Electric bikes of Charleston, electric bikes, Charleston dot come we know how it works you get the the the, the february warm-up i do the same thing and yep. you go out and you seed your lawn or you put the weed and feed down oh yeah spring came early woo and then cold snap grass turns brown again weed and feed did nothing you're pissed <laughs> then it warms up you go the first things first right you got to go take the care of the lawn we get that electric bikes they'll concede that as well but then after that you start thinking about well shoot you look down you realize 
you know, I, I put on a bunch of weight around the holidays. I said I was going to start working out after January 1st. Then I said February 1st. Then I said March 1st. Oh, my God, it's April, and I'm, and I'm fat. This isn't going to work. They got the pool opening in 30 days. All right, well, good news. You can take electric bikes up to 60 miles on the charge itself, meaning like you can ride around for 30 miles or 20 miles, or let's start small, five miles. And you realize, I five, I'm done, but I'm five miles away from home. Kick it into pedal assist mode and get home. I'm telling you, if your tax money's coming in, this will be an investment you would be thrilled with, especially to stay in shape. The yard's taken care of. The weeds are dead. The grass is growing. Now you can get out and exercise. You can get into the pool. You'll feel good about yourself. The whole state feels good about electric bikes with Charleston. Electric bikes, Charleston. Dot com. And hats off to Michelle. She is a huge, 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 huge Gamecock fan. She is Gamecock owned and operated. She's one of the sweetest people ever. And uh, they're located right there in the town center in Mount Pleasant. So if you're in the low country, go eat some lunch and, and, and go get your bike at, at Electric Bikes of Charleston. All right. And there's Lance right on cue. Warm weather beers hit different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do, Lance. Especially when you're out working in the yard, too. That's yeah. a completely different you experience. You got that right. Yeah. 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 Shoot, yeah. Right. So let's, uh, let's hit a break. Uh, we got some Sweet 16 to get into and uh, still have some football to dabble with as well. How about Carolina? They're on the floor tomorrow. Can't wait to get into that. Right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one price, low cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs. And I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So, yeah, 843 699 1001. This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843 699 1001. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Sideline and picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. He's got some racial spurs, spurs, spurs. He ain't just a bird, bird. 
of the coup, star of the show, your rooster who was born to crow. Well, I bet you wonder when, when you went and lost a step or two. And I sing hallelujah, I do believe it's happening. We're almost to the top of the mountain. Yes, the brothers and sisters, lift your voices, clap your hands. This being far from the promised land. That I'm from the front pew of a wooden white church A courthouse clock that still don't work Where a man's word means everything Where moms and dads were high school flames Gave their children grandmothers made name Yes, it may not sound like much But it's where I'm One of a kind Even in my dreams I still find her She's like an old friend Awaiting when I close my eyes And how lucky I am Call her mine No, you'll never find Another life like your line Where does it go When you swear you know that it's all Tonight, right here in the Low Country, March 24th, down at the Riviera on King Street. If you are in town and there are, well, this morning, I think there were, I might be a little off on this. I think there were 16 tickets left, or 18, one of those. They're 35 bucks. Uh, so uh, if you, if you are, if you're around, you don't have plans tonight, and you Feel comfortable watching the Gamecocks play baseball on your phone while you're watching Patrick and his show. Uh, come down. Come on down. It's going to be just absolutely awesome. Um, this is one of my favorite shows. I'm not saying that because he's a friend. Uh, I'm an air, I'm like number one in the Air Church fan club. Okay. So I would, I would just not say anything or I just would say, sure, we'll promote it, but I'm not going to waste my time. It is one of the coolest shows ever. It really is. You never know who you're going to see there. You probably just saw a bunch of people in those photos. If you're watching our program that you recognize, like Steve Tannehill and Corey Miller and Darius Rucker, and and then my final pitch for him is always um, what he has done for the University of South Carolina and the state of South Carolina is just unbelievable. He's done so much. Uh, that you that will never even see the light of day. Not to mention his Toys for Tots shows that he does every year, the night before Clemson, Carolina. 
Um, he's just done a lot. And so if you can go, I hope you can go. You'll be able to meet me and my wife and, and some other folks that will be with us. And um, if you can't, maybe you can catch him again here soon. But uh, no, Bobby, he did not have to sing at his own wedding uh, at all, actually. He had um, – so Channing Wilson is a big-time up-and-coming guy out of Nashville who who played um, – Mark Bryan was uh, supposed to be there and play, but he got hurt on a paddleboard and he could not make the trip, which sucked. Uh, Mark from Hootie and the Bluefish, and then he had uh, another band. I can't remember the name of those guys, but they were they were awesome. He just likes to sing, so he got up and had a good time, and uh, so did so did his wife uh, Lauren, who will be there tonight as well. So, Patrick Davis downtown tonight. Uh, if you've got VIP, the doors open at six thirty up on the rooftop. For some cocktails. Speaking of National Cocktail Day, yeah, there you go. Right, it all comes back around. <laughs> You're damn right. Uh, so let's go back up there, Phil, because there was a lot when we got Coach Lake on that people were just uh, they just kept going with it. All right, so Sonder, today is National Cocktail Day and National Cheesesteak Day. So Sonder said, "I just confirmed with my lady." He didn't put old in front of that. Whereas my family would say my old lady. Um, they're doing DBs tonight, DBs cheesesteaks. Oh. So shout out there. Yeah. Uh, Sonder, have you had the buffalo chicken cheesesteak there, or do you just get the original? Just out of, out of curiosity. Um, Ed I'm intrigued said, by that buffalo chicken cheesesteak. That sounds delicious. It's really good. It's, it's chopped chicken just like they do the cheesesteak too, so it's great. Yeah, if it weren't three um, hours away. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? I'm sorry I missed this from Ed. I, I wish we would have uh, mentioned this to Coach Lake. The award-winning Nana Sports chat box. Chime in as you may. Uh, Ed said, I like the Sports Illustrated cover that Coach Lake has on his wall. John Roach was the GOAT. Boy, you are not lying there, my man. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bobby said, I feel cheated missing Coach Lake minus the hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, right. yeah, check out last Friday's episode. <laughs> put that hat on. Yeah, there's no doubt. And Skyler Mead promised me one of those hats two years ago, and I never got it. Yeah. I haven't forgotten that. So that's another thing I need to take up with somebody in that program because now I'm pissed. Uh, Bobby said DBs for the win with the boardwalk fries. You got that right. The boardwalk fries come with the old base seasoning. That a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, Seventy six said Phillies did just close, and I was not happy. Phillies was bussing. Bussing. <laughs> uh, Jordan is uh, airing something on some type of uh, spam channel. Do yeah, we know I, Jordan? I don't know Jordan. Well, you don't know Jordan, right? No, I'm, to, yeah. Jordan is from the... Uh, I appreciate Jordan punching the like button on the show, but I'm, I don't know if we should uh, put that link up. Jordan, a member of the CCP, or what is this here? Is this, is this, is this, is this Tic Tac? Tic-tac. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, Blind Squirrel said, I'm allegedly drinking natural ice over here. Oh, no. I, please tell me that's not true. Is that uh, – well, he that's is a Georgia beer. fan. Oh, uh, well. It- <laughs> he is a dog. <laughs> we'll, we'll pick Sorry, I couldn't help myself, Blind hey, Squirrel. <laughs> we don't care. When you win back-to-back national championships, who cares what anybody says about you? You drink whatever. Uh, I think he understands we're being very playful because blind squirrel guys, we love we love blind blind squirrel sports. Uh, but natural ice sure would fit right in with uh, with with the state of Georgia. You got that right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
76 asked, how nasty is LSU? Uh, well, it depends on what part of Baton Rouge you're in. Uh, there's some parts that I, I – no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> they're really good. They're really, really good. They added a ton of transfers. Tommy Tanks is down there now uh, from North Carolina State. They're really, really good. But it's baseball, and this is going to be shocking to people. They're going <laughs> to lose games too. Uh, so um, we'll see how it all works out. Bobby said, a solid list of hooch there. Got one pretty similar. Add some Colonel Taylor, some Eagle Rare, Knob Creek Barrel Pick, and Penelope Toasted. Hmm. Penelope Toasted? I don't know. Never heard of that. I haven't either. Um, Eagle Rare certainly have. It comes from the yeah. Buffalo Trace Distillery, which is the coolest distillery. If, you, if, uh, if you're ever looking for an off-the-radar, really neat road trip, Phil, and I've said this a lot, and, and you and I and JC have thrown around some um, some cool ideas for our program moving forward that have to do with road trips, as a matter of fact. Um, I, I personally have long thought that the best road trip in the SEC is to Lexington, Kentucky, outside of the way that you're treated if they're beating you up there, which is it's bizarre. They think they're Alabama. But, um, but the trip itself, Kentucky's a pretty state to travel through uh, especially if you play there in October and you got, you know, you got um, the tracks open. And the Bourbon Trail is one of the neatest experiences, especially if you map it out to hit a bunch of them in one day. And we've been to quite a few. Uh, Woodford, it looks like a college campus. The green is like lush and long grass. And it's just, it's, it's, it's I, I mean, this is going to be shocking to everybody, but it's like Kentucky bluegrass, uh, but it's just beautiful. <laughs> Um, but, but, but the Buffalo trace distillery, just old, just has so much history in it. When you go into their storage areas where they store all the barrels, Phil, like how, how tall are you? Six, six, two, mm-hmm. six, two, you'd have a lot of trouble in there. Like they <laughs> built this back in the day because everybody was short. So they literally built it to pack as many barrels in as they could for as high as the building would go. Um, but then they only had short people in there. So if you were, and I'm, I'm, you know, almost, I'm short. I'm almost five nine. If you were, if, and I was literally grazing the top, like you had to be like five foot five to work in there. Wow. <laughs> so like, if you're a tall dude, you're literally bending down. But it's neat. I mean, you got to go in and see it. I'll, I'll, I'll throw up some pictures at some point in time. Um, but they, they, there's a lot of great bourbon that comes out of there. Uh, it is National Cocktail Day for anybody chiming in or turning tuning in, going, what the hell's going on here? um it's national cocktail day so um anyways yeah there's uh there's some there's some good stuff um 76 said his favorite hot dogs come from baseball stadiums uh we're going in august for my 50th jb can't wait to uh craig chimes in and i'm about the bourbon trail yeah dude it's um yeah four roses was pretty good there's a lot of good ones up there i mean you do your research obviously you know if you feel like I can help you or something, reach out. But um, but do your research. You're, you're gonna really, you're gonna really, really in, in, enjoy that. So, George, you the cell <laughs> I I don't I don't even know what's happening here. I'm uh, I'm trying to get caught up, and I don't know where this conversation goes so fast. They have their own little show. Yeah. There's a <laughs> there's a small show that goes on in the Nana Sports chat box. Yeah. <laughs> So hop 70, on in. Yeah. <laughs> 76 said a bunch of crackheads and meth houses in Kentucky just saying watch out. 
Yeah, well, there's there's plenty of those apparently in South Carolina and North Carolina too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and, I uh, live close to Pickens County, so I can, yeah. uh, I, can <laughs> I just I can confirm. Two weeks ago, instead of cutting through the uh, the the Parkway and then through the Smoky Mountain National Park, we went the back way, which was to uh, Gatlinburg to take our kids when we were up in Maggie Valley. We went I forty and then the back roads into Gatlinburg. Guess what? <laughs> Lots of, a lot of there meth, too. <laughs> a lot of meth houses in uh, Eastern Tennessee. Um, I was looking around, going, oh, "God, don't break down here! Don't yeah. break down here! You'll never be, we'll never be seen from again." I was going to ping everybody I knew um, to make sure that they knew where we were. Uh, Marion said, "JB, I missed the on a road on the road again segments. Stay tuned." Stay yeah, tuned. we're we're kicking around ideas, y'all. Just keep supporting the sponsors and and liking the show and sharing the show and getting the word out and you know, we got big plans. Yes, we've got big we got big plans. Uh, Craig, uh, do you have to have reservations at each distillery? Well, so um, no, they're all a little bit different though because you 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 have to, like you can sign up for tours. So, but then you can also go to some of these distilleries. And just just take yourself on a self-guided tour, essentially. Like, you won't learn all the history, but if you're trying to cram a bunch of them in just to see them all, you can do it that way. I would suggest actually taking some of the tours where they teach you, and then they finish the tour, and you get to do, like, a little flight and stuff like that of some of the different stuff. And um, so, yeah, if you've got some time, you know, try to schedule it that way. Uh, Bobby says, the Buffalo Trace kosher rye is amazing, but... uh, probably hard to get I'm, I'm assuming yeah so i've got a um i've got a secret weapon i've, I've not had the kosher rye bobby i don't i don't think that's not the like 600 hundred dollar bottle is it um definitely I, wouldn't be one in my collection no no me neither <laughs> but, but there's like a 600 hundred dollar bottle of trace that i have had but it was given to my cousin as a gift um oh. so he didn't buy it either and th- and this was three years ago. And, and hey, how about this? Outside of the three tastes we had, <laughs> I'd been touched since. You know, we're like really waiting for that special occasion. You know, <laughs> um, maybe it's winning a national championship or something. I don't know what could be that special, but um, I have a hard time saving anything yeah. like that, though. JB, <laughs> a six hundred dollar bottle. I would still have a hard time saving anything like that. Oh. <laughs> Especially yeah, if I didn't pay for it and be like, shit, this is good. Oh. <laughs> I need let's have steak. another yeah. <laughs> you know what that one calls for another another one yeah <laughs> exactly um my guy at uh at my my liquor store he he keeps the stuff that the locals are after buffalo trace um some of the wellers some of the some of the eagle rares you know, some of that type stuff. You go in there and you're like, oh, they don't have any of this stuff. They have a lot of stuff. It's a good liquor store, but they don't they don't have it. They don't have it. And then those guys walk out and I walk up to the counter. I'm like, hey man, you got any trace for me? It's like, yep, right back here. <laughs> but they do, but they do that because there are there are these, and y'all probably heard of them. There are these uh scams. These people, I don't know how they get the information, but they know when the distributor releases certain cases to different parts of the country who don't get a bunch. And they go around and they buy it up. So even if you're going to sell Trace for $80 a bot, a handle, 
they'll go buy up a queso and they'll turn around and sell it on the black market to somebody in I don't know where, you know, North Dakota or God knows where, who who can't get it for months and they'll they'll pay two hundred dollars a bottle or whatever it is. I mean, it's it's really bizarre. I'm just learning about a lot of it, um, but um, but yeah. So if you my, my my suggestion would be to get to know your liquor guy, and yeah. uh, if you're looking for something, you know, then there you go. Um, all right, Brian, I see your question. We'll answer that. Uh, we literally didn't get much into football, but UCF has announced a football campus, and they've released their renderings. That is certainly something that uh, we're going to mention here, and we'll get into what Dawn and the ladies can achieve this weekend uh, in the Sweet 16 plus tonight's schedule after what we saw last night. Just incredible stuff on the hardwood. Hang tight. We'll be right back. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864 864- 414-5271 Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Cool Joe here. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well, and they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasports.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O, signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is Freshman All-American, Nicky Warrior of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to The Show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to the Signorama Studios, everybody. Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Zone Rooms in Columbia, 803-446-4662, or John B. at ExpressZoneRooms.com. That's how to get in touch with them to talk about enclosing your porch or patio this summer so that you can enjoy the outside bug-free. 
And yeah, yeah this will probably be a quick hitting segment because we've got one more break to get to. Yeah. Yeah, I've got just a few minutes here. I want to answer Brian's question. He did ask it earlier, and I forgot to get to it as well. Yeah, if the weather's warm, uh, that'll obviously determine it. And certainly you can do things like go to the beach and just mosey around downtown. It depends on how much you've been to Charleston as to what I would recommend. If you're looking for places to eat and and hang out and things like that, um, you know, personally, um, one of my favorite places on earth is Fleet Landing downtown. Uh, the, the, the prices for Charleston are, are good. Uh, they have the best calamari on the planet. There is no calamari that man has ever created that is better than that of the calamari at Fleet Landing. I don't care what anybody says. You're wrong. You're all wrong. Uh, it's not the traditional ring calamari. It looks like cheese sticks when it comes to like mozzarella sticks. And then you bite into it and you realize you, you, you only order one. You, you might need to order another one or two. We always order two when we get down there, and it's all gone within five minutes. Um, uh, I was talking to my wife about Fleet Landing. She she insists that she and I had been there before, but I don't think I had the calamari. Oh, well, you would remember if you did. Yeah, see, that's what I was telling her. I was like, well, according to JB, I would know if I had it. Yeah, you would know. (laughs) You sit right on Charleston Harbor, but if you're going to go there Mm -hmm. and you want to eat there, you better probably make a reservation. Um just to be on the safe side or just go in and try to sit at the bar. But uh, it's awesome. Yeah, there's a there's a uh there's a, a ton of places um or a ton of things we could, you know, so it just depends on what you haven't done in, in the low country. If looking for a place to hang out, go go out to the wind jammer, look on the walls. You'll see the Darius Ruckers and all that stuff. Um, you know, if you want to go to the Yorktown, if you want to catch a game, you know, there's just a lot of things to do. But tell me what you haven't done and I'll tell you what you need to do. Um, VJ, hey guys, been tough to listen live with work lately. What's the next major window where we might see a wave of football commitments? Yeah, uh, pretty close to uh, the spring game weekend. Let's let's put it that way. Um, I think that so you've got a major announcement from Josiah Thompson coming up on April the 11th. That's my also my sister's birthday, so hats off to her. They didn't they didn't coordinate that. Um, Blake Franks is somebody you need to keep an eye on. And, um, and there, there are, you know, when JC gets back, he'll be able to fill you in on all this. I don't like speaking out of turn. And when I do, those things make it to the message boards as things that I didn't say, um, (laughs) whoever, whoever posted that clearly misheard me. I'm just picking on you. It's, it's not a big deal. I really don't care. We're just having fun. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so April is probably going to be a, a watch, watch type month for, for South Carolina. And then once again, you know, again, just. I'm kind of falling in line with the things that I'm told here, guys. Uh, yeah. I would say that that uh, you, you obviously can see things happen in May, but June is going to be one of those can't put your phone down type months for for Carolina. Yeah, it should shape up like that. It was last year, I would imagine. You might have a a little bit of activity between now and then, but that's when it'll really kick off. Yeah, yeah, it's it's coming. And and now that they've started spring practice too, you've probably noticed where they're getting some visitors on campus and things like that. And so it, it, there are two unannounced welcome homes. Um pretty good idea of who who those guys are, right? But we'll we'll kind of wait on that and uh wait wait and let them do their their thing. So That's right. Uh, videos made and all that other stuff. Not yeah, that's right. That's right. 
Uh, Brian said he's done nothing in Charleston, lived there when I was 25 for a year, but didn't have a license and never went out looking for things for my three-year-old. Oh yeah. Well, I've got four-year-olds. Um, so yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I mean, look, man, um, you know, there's so much to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just, even just walking around downtown, I mean, just, just looking at the, the buildings and stuff, it's, you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean you truly could, historic city taking a walk downtown going out to folly and see the new pier the restaurants back open on the pier out on folly i mean do you need a playground for them to go to you could go to the james island county park they can do that all day and you can also i mean it's a great place just to go see and hang out um walk around down on the battery and eat lunch while you're down there i mean i could give you a list of places to eat but they're all really pretty good yeah. uh, if it's a nice day hop on the ferry right around the harbor Yep, that's where I was going next. Yep, don't even have to get out and tour something or anything like that. But because you can leave from Charleston and end up at you know Patriots Point and yeah, yeah, fun ride. Take take a harbor cruise. Uh, Head out to Fort Sumter and you know if if your kid's not scared of being on the water, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I I agree. You know, I mean, you're going to want to try to get to the beach while you're here. Uh, You'll probably want to go see Shim Creek. It is much different than it used to be. I don't go there as often anymore, but it's, it's very very packed. Um, so yeah, yeah. You know, um, there's just, a there's just a lot of, there's a lot of different directions. Brian, uh, if you've got my email, uh, send me an email and I'll give you a list. How about that? So we don't bore everybody else to death with no offense, but with your vacation plans, uh, next, next week. Uh, Although my wife does swear that like, if she is, uh, if she were to ever get arrested for anything, what's, what's arrest worthy risk for her would actually be to take some sort of watercraft out to Castle Pinckney just to go in there and see what it's like. I've been there. You, <laughs> want, you, want, me you, Pinkney. <laughs> you, want, you want me to tell you a story about that? When I was yeah, in high school, I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> my, my cousin and I at the time, we were in a 17 whaler and we went out there and we tied off and we walked up, walked the grounds of Castle Pinckney and walked right into about a 15 foot snake. I mean, it was like that's a freaking. I told her, I was like, "You're probably gonna run into some snakes at Castle Peak." <laughs> it was, it was like a, it was like a freaking anaconda. I'm <laughs> telling you, I kid you not, the damn thing was that big around. We, you ain't never seen my foot. My feet didn't even hit the sand getting back into that boat. I was like the road runner, dude. We got out of there so fast you couldn't imagine. How, I mean, I'm telling you, I was faster than the boat was. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> So if you uh, now you, you can't do that, it's it's illegal just to no, go. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's around. not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. it is not open to the public, so it would be a breaking and entering kind of situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Castle Pinckney's got a. But yeah, learn the history if you can, Brian. While you're here, um, Gigi Jackson is history. He is no longer at South Carolina. We've known this is coming, Phil. Uh, he is. To, <laughs> He's declared for the draft, but it was very nonchalant. Yeah, casually. Yeah, it's like he just woke uh, up and you know, it's like, oh well, well, I'll um, go on my G well, live. I'm gonna go to the draft. Um, wish him the best of luck. Yeah. I think this is the the this is something. Um, I I I literally mean this with no disrespect to Gigi Jackson in any way, shape, or form. If he saw this, I would hope he understands. I don't mean it this way. I I, I think we're, this because of the one and done nature, and because of the, how bad the season was. 
in about 10 years, we're going to be sitting around going like on Craig's 60th birthday in 10 years. It's going to be like, oh God, I forgot Gigi Jackson played at South Carolina. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like I, I, I really, I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I don't, I mean, not all of us will be like that. Um, if the kid's playing in the league for a long time, they're always, people are always going to claim him as one of their own, but there's going to be a lot of people who they, they, they tuned it out, man. Like as soon as, you know, as soon as they dropped all those games in Charleston, people were like, I'm not watching this anymore. They suck. If they get any better, I'll watch it. I don't care who's playing for them. And it didn't get any better. <laughs> it didn't get any better. So I think, I, mean, you know, I guess incrementally through the season it did, but I mean, not, not to the point where it was, you know, captivating yeah. must watch basketball. No, I, I would say this too. And, and I know we got to hit our final break, but I, I'll say this too. I, if next year, who knows what's going to happen next year. I don't think it can get any worse, but my God, who knows? Um, if they're better, I, I really hope we don't inherit or absorb this narrative that they're better because Gigi's not there. Yeah. Because while, while there were, clearly issues with him he mentioned it today and i had some i had some something things you know with the coaches whatever um that's true but that's not the only reason why they weren't good like was what did he have the the fresh he's probably gonna get a bunch of awards guys i mean you know they're coming um he's Gigi jackson just on name alone he's gonna get voted for um but like next year, if they're better, they're, they're probably better because the team's just going to be better. I don't know how much better. I don't know if they will be better. I'm all I'm saying is like let's just try to get out front of dispelling some crazy rumor that he wasn't a team player. He tore this thing apart, and that's why they weren't any good. Well, I don't think they were any good because they really just didn't have good players. Like I don't care who's. I mean, Texas is in the elite. Might be in the elite eight. They're in the Sweet Sixteen right now. Their coach got fired like three months ago for. I get whatever happened. I don't know, but I, they said he beat up his girlfriend or something. But he hadn't even been there. So like, I, you know, I don't, I don't, but here they are because they got a bunch of really good players and they're in the sweet 16. So like, yeah, is it coaching? Sure. But you also got to have good players. Or you can't win games. And I just yeah, don't he, think they had really good players. Yeah, and depth too. I mean, that's another thing that we have been lacking. And, and so, and I think you're right. I mean, the narrative that you can't, the narrative next year can't be, you know, because Gigi left, we're still bad. I mean, you know, not in this era with transfer portal and all that other stuff. I mean, you can you can tear down and reassemble a team in any sport, uh, you know, from the ground up. Heck, look at what Missouri's bringing in this weekend. I mean, you know, that's not the same team they were. I mean, that that program was torn down and rebuilt, you know by way of using the transfer portal and things like that. So, uh, you know, it's not any one player's fault that this season went well and it's not his departure that's going to impact anything on next season. Yeah, both Missouri basketball and baseball, according to uh, (laughs) John Little. All right, final timeout. Uh, We will begin to wrap things up when we return. Something that really stands out on the women's side as they're set to go this weekend in the Sweet 16. You'll want to hear that next on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. 
year and the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 L-O-N-M-L-S 1772-182 Daddy, I want you to take me to Disney World. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation or, you know, more likely your first so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock Baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Cox! Welcome back, everybody. The final segment of Inside the Gamecocks, the show, brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Give them a call. Talk about how they can get some sunshine into your life this summer. And we got about five or six minutes here jb just to wrap things up but uh yeah women what play tomorrow here in greenville the cla what time step six sure do oh, yeah two. so on the men's side what's left today is san diego state and bama at 6 30 on tbs alabama's a seven and a half point favorite in the game miami and houston five one matchup or another five one matchup seven fifteen tonight on cbs houston seven and a half point favorite uh, Princeton and Creighton, probably the the most uh, interesting or never thought of Sweet 16 matchup of the year. Uh, tonight <laughs> at 9 on TBS, Creighton, the Blue Jays are 10-point favorites in that game. They are a combined 46-20 and 20 on the season, those two teams. Wow. Uh, and then tonight at 9.45 on CBS, you've got third-seeded Xavier and second-seeded Texas. And the Longhorns are four and a half point favorites uh, in that game. Tomorrow night in men, 
Kansas State's a two-point favorite, Phil, over Florida Atlantic in that 9-3 matchup, and then Gonzaga and UConn, where Connecticut is a two-point favorite uh, over the Zags at 849 uh, on TBS tomorrow evening. So then I gave you the spreads of those games. On the women's side, okay, you got Miami and Villanova 9-4 today at 2.30 on ESPN. Villanova is a five-point favorite. LSU and Utah, 3-2 matchup. LSU is a five-point favorite over second-seeded Utah at 5 o'clock tonight on ESPN. 7.30 on ESPN is Colorado and Iowa. Iowa's a six-point favorite. And then 10 o'clock tonight on ESPN, Ole Miss, who's made some noise against fifth-seeded Louisville. Louisville's a three-point favorite. Okay, so let's roll into tomorrow. I've given you the point spreads for every men's and women's game. Notre Dame and Maryland, a 3-2 Matchup, Maryland is a four-point favorite. UConn and Ohio State, 4 o'clock tomorrow on ABC. Connecticut, 2-3 matchup there. They're the two-seed. Ten-point favorites. Tennessee is a four-seed. Virginia Tech is a one-seed, Phil. That is all even right now. Oh, I forgot one. UCLA and South Carolina tomorrow at 2 o'clock on ESPN. Gamecocks. 17 point favorites. Oh, <laughs> I don't so, like that line. I, I I don't agree with that. And the over under is <laughs> 120. So they are they're they're they are 17 point favorites tomorrow. Connecticut and Maryland combined are 14 point favorites. The other three games <laughs> are three are three less points. They're favored by three less points than the Gamecocks are in their one game. Yeah, yeah. UCLA is gonna is a sneaky dangerous team. They're young. Uh, but they have a lot of talent, and they played the Gamecocks well for a bit earlier in the year. Um, so I don't know. I think that line's a little bit lopsided. I, I may, uh, you know, if I were a betting man, maybe take UCLA in the points there. Are you? <laughs> I, man, I, I don't. It, it's hard for me to go bet anything. It's Don Staley's team, man. I, no, I mean I'm not betting against them yet, but I mean the spread I think might be a little closer than 17. Now yeah, we might get back on here Monday and be like, "Oh, look, Phil's an idiot. They won by 25." <laughs> join the join the party, Phil. Yeah, right. <laughs> join the crowd, my man. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah uh, but um. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against them either. I mean, and then, and, you know, they're in their second home here in Greenville. So it's going to be you know, that place would be packed with fams. You know, it'll yes. be just like being at the CLA, I bet. Yeah, it's uh, it's very much the Yukon treatment of past. Um, you know, right now, uh, South Carolina women's basketball is, um, you know, it's just kind of all going their way. It's kind of all going their way. Uh, Blind Squirrel, thanks for allowing this dog to allegedly talk sports and shenanigans. Have an amazing weekend. Nah, thank you, man. We we really certainly appreciate it, and uh, I hope um, – I mean this wholeheartedly. I, I hope your dogs don't get swept again this weekend. Yeah, yeah that was I a tough one it. last night. No, that, they, they came back. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought – Extra innings, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that they – I thought Georgia I, – because I was kind of just taking a peek at it. I wanted to see how they do against Auburn. Um and I thought, oh, okay, well, they'll, they'll win. Because I, I think Georgia's actually got a chance to be better than people think they do. There's a lot of people that are really down on them. I am, I am not. I actually like some of the pieces that they have. I, I think that it might take them a little time to kick it into gear, and it might be a little too late at, whenever they do. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Carolina and Missouri tonight. Yeah. As they, as they open a three-game series. 
What's uh, first pitch? Six? Seven o'clock. Seven. Seven. SEC Network tonight, SEC Network Sunday, SEC Network Plus Saturday, but doesn't really matter if it's on TV or not. I always have Derek and Tommy in the background. Always. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully Derek's feeling all right. Brian, have a safe trip to the Low Country, or maybe we'll talk to you before then. Thanks to Stuart Lake for joining us today. As always, thanks to Chef and producer Phil for keeping this train on the tracks, which apparently in America is rare these days. (laughs) Thanks to our friends at TravelingCountryClub.com. If you want to join a club and nobody will let you in, like if Jax Teller slammed the door in your face at some point in time, well, these guys won't do that. promise you. Over 40 courses to play in the Carolinas. TravelingCountryClub.com. Make sure you join it and enjoy your new golf experience. Bring the modern golf club to life. We are out of here. Go get them, ladies, tomorrow. Go get them, gentlemen, on the diamond. And you all enjoy a cheesesteak and a cocktail today if you're in the low country. Hopefully, you'll I'll see you at Patrick Davis tonight. But we know we'll see all of you back at 11 o'clock on Monday on Inside the Gamecocks, the show from the Cinerama Studios.